Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. All right, what's going on, people? This is the Viewers Anonymous podcast, and I am S. Foster. Starting a little different today. I ain't got my, my co-host with me, Scoots, uh, going through some things right now, but he will be joining the stream soon. But got some guests on today from the All Doctor podcast. I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, hey, Chris, you can start it off. Okay. Um, you just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So you like did like this whole like prep thing, and I and I'm still about to make it awkward. Hey guys, um, I'm Chris. Um, I guess one third of all docked up. Also the solo host of Shenanigans with Friends, and I'll let it go from there. <laughs> uh, I'm VJ. Uh, I guess uh, the other th- another third of all docked up podcast. Um, I also solo host a, a true crime podcast called Murder V Wrote and occasionally uh, co-host a podcast with a guy named Quentin called uh, Chopping Up with You. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> they're modest. I don't know why. My name is Ben <laughs> and I'm dope as fuck. Um, I'm the third of All Docked Up. I also host Penrose versus anybody anytime I get a collective thought long enough to uh, feed y'all. Um, I used to do a lot of inspirational shit on IG. I, I guess I still do. And uh, <laughs> I'm an armchair therapist, man. The world loves to tell me their problems. I'm like the one nigga that don't snitch. So, unless it's my <laughs> shit, I snitch about my shit all the time. That's weird. But anyway, I'm Penrose Inks. Uh, that's what's up. Don't be my hey, we still, me and Scoop still trying to figure out. He always called himself the co-host and I always say I'm the leader of this podcast like nah man we started this as a partnership so I was like we two co-hosts <laughs> but uh so we got to treat man like um I don't know well obviously y'all do um nothing but documentaries on all docked up and um this podcast we try to do throw in documentaries but apparently documentaries is like the best thing that we do because those are our highest played things so um today we are doing the oh my bad we are doing the hbo max documentary tina and the funny thing about that is so when i first seen it i told my old lady about it and she was like why do i need to watch that she was like i already seen what love got to do with it so i'm like well you do know what love got to do with it's not a documentary and anytime- <laughs> <laughs> it's not <laughs> so my loosely loosely yeah, because like the thing is, like now by watching this, I see a lot of the stuff was Hollywood up. You know what I'm saying? Like they switched some stuff up, all that little stuff like that. So let's start. Let's start with VJ. VJ, what was your uh, initial opinion when you first saw it? So I just want to preference this <laughs> before we before I tell you that I just want to say it's cool that we got a chance to be here and do this. So thank you for having us because. On all docked up, we generally have a, a a rule that we do not do multi-part documentaries. <laughs> so mm-hmm. with this is something we probably would have never been able to do because we wouldn't have right. five parts is a lot for us to try to cover. So we would have never been able to cover it. Um with that being said, I really enjoyed it. I why I love doing the show with 
with Chris and Penrose is because we all genuinely love documentaries. And so I watch them all the time. I think I literally watched everything on HBO Max. Like I just will find it, watch it, whatever. So this one I felt like was really well done. Um, I liked that it was in kind of parts and you could follow it in a way that kind of made sense in kind of the, in a way that like chapters of a book, really. Like you just kind of got to see her life unfold kind of like you would do a good book. And I really was appreciative of the way it was done. Like aesthetically, it was beautiful. Um, and like Vijay said, it was like, and we know it's like broken up in chapters. But for me, um, Tina Turner wasn't like a super big per like person in my household. Um, and so I knew songs, you know what I'm saying? And knew what's love got to do with it. Like, and all that stuff like that. But like, I didn't really know, you know what I'm saying? Like about what was happening. So to watch this, but then like as each chapter unfolds, my favorite part was like how we are watching it musically. Um, how we kind of show, like we see the, the transformation from anime to Tina Turner, like, and then Tina Turner post Ike. Like, so for me, like to be able to appreciate the music that I missed or to really understand the, the, where she was when the music that I know was out, you know what I'm saying? Like was super like mind blowing for me. Like I thought it was amazingly done. Dope, dope, dope. Um, I think for me, being able, we, the, the story we know of Tina Turner, whether you're a fan or not is, mm-hmm. Anime Bullock, she met Ike, turned to Tina Turner. Ike used to beat her. She beat him up in the back of a limo. She gone. He made her eat the cake. Scoots! Yeah. Hey, man, listen, my apologies, y'all, for being late, man. My my son's a baseball coach, bro. This this nigga ain't know what he was doing. So they was out there for um, extra time. And then he had everybody in the infield and two people in the outfield. So they was hating. And two people chasing down the ball, passing to everybody else. It's it's a mess. Okay. <laughs> so, is, are you gonna are you taking his job or like what's happening? <laughs> no, I'm definitely not taking his job. <laughs> he he, the assistant coach. I guess the head coach didn't make it today, so they was out there just willy nilly. Niggas oh, was throwing Dwight Schrute. Yeah, niggas was <laughs> on the first base, and niggas was on third. So <laughs> it's a whole thing. How old are they? <laughs> Uh, twelve. Oh, okay, oh, wow. yeah, I thought I was okay. Yeah, I wasn't you thought he was like a six-year-old. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, like, okay, maybe it's T-ball or something. Like nah, they're learning. This, Don't this be shit so was mean. like the real version of Sandlot. Like it, whatever you seen on Sandlot, that's what that was today. It was all bad, man. Hell no. Oh, oh man, but uh, man, you. But you ain't missed too much, man. Everybody was just giving their initial thoughts of the okay. uh, of the Tina documentary, man. So what you got on it? <laughs> Oh, let Ferrell finish. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh yeah, he, yeah, you did interrupt him. My bad, my bad. <laughs> so, my guy, it's all good. It's all good. Um, to be able to to see <clears throat> how much she dealt with Ike after the fact, and how much that actually she fought with being a person versus tied to a traumatic situation. You know what I mean? Like Tina Turner is mm-hmm. is, is amazing and famous for. A beautiful reason, yet so many people only attribute her fame to getting beat by Ike. Right. And so, try, you know, them showing what she actually went through while trying to separate from that, still be a person, still be a mom, and still be Tina Turner. I thought right. for me, that was one of the best parts of the doc. So, man, that's a that's a great point. Um, my initial thoughts going into it was. Uh, <laughs> 
Tina Turner is built like Wendy Williams. Had to get that out. Good night. See, don't judge me. Wendy plays on board for the but you can't do that. I'm just saying. Same, they got the shoulders, no hips. You know what I'm saying? Wendy shaped like the Sesame Street P. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but watching the um watching the doc, I actually watched twice. Um, man, it's it's amazing to see everything she overcame. You know what I'm saying? Like she went from being somebody who just wanted to sing to um losing her R&B status to basically reinventing herself into um this pop slash rock and roll icon and then mm-hmm. i mean like she went from literally having to do shows just to pay off her debt and then end up coming back and became a fucking megastar all over again so i mean it's it's, it's just amazing to see somebody have to go through um so much trauma and and like Penro said like everything was connected to Ike, even when she was 16, 17, 20 years down the line, she was still connected to him because they were still asking her asking uh, questions about, about him. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like, I, I you kind of felt that it was like, God damn, like, I don't even know if this nigga's still living. Like, why are you asking me questions <laughs> about this? Problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm like it's my first time in the face. Like, <laughs> but, but then I had to think about it, and, and I was thinking too, like, well, I think so many people were asking that because she kept the name. I think if she didn't keep the name and just kept Tina, then everything would have been different. But the fact that she kept that Tina Turner, people wanted to know where, you know what I'm saying, where was Ike, why Ike wasn't there. I think, yeah, I I think people, so. nah, nah. I think, nah, okay. to, nah. <laughs> I think, I think the, world, the world is hell bent on, we feed off drama. We we laughing Kiki at the good stories, but the, the drama is the shit we talk about at the lunch tables at work and when niggas mm-hmm. on their cigarette break and when you chilling with your mans. When you pillow talking with your wife after she tell you about Keisha at work, y'all talking about whatever the hottest shit is in the streets. That's yeah. why, you know what I mean? That's why 20 years later it was what's up with Ike. Cause even a kid who only knows Tina Turner as a star, if you hear she got beat, she did this, she did that, it's still a story mm-hmm. to somehow connect to. Like yeah. I ain't gonna get totally off base, but you know the world's a disgusting place. Niggas love drama. That's a fact. But I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say I thought it was a smart idea to keep her name, man, especially in that time in the seventies and eighties. And I thought it was a smart move by her. I just think the fact of when she said that she never really, really talked about the divorce. So I think some of that might have been her fault. But she said that she didn't want Ike to find her. So I don't know what that had to do with anything. I don't know why she couldn't just because I felt if she would have said, yo, me and Ike got divorced. We ain't together no more musically or, you know, what I'm saying physically anything like that. I mm. think that those questions wouldn't have been as that bad in the very beginning. But because she tried to keep it under wraps, like motherfuckers kept asking. And I mean, I can't be mad at them by asking the question in the very beginning but like when it's 15, 20 years down the road, like, yeah, this is is dumb. But like to ask these questions in the very beginning when they first got divorced, it's like, yeah, like people are going to ask. They're going to want to know. So I think that small part of it was on Tina, though. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're saying that the fact that Ike still kind of like was like right, like Peter Pan, like shadow on her, like because she chose not to like 
clear the air when it was originally happening? Yeah. Oh, okay. Got you. I can see that. <clears throat> I, I don't know, that. man. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't, I don't know about that one, man. It's, for me, I'm trying to think of who I can say this right. Because I don't, I don't want to offend nobody when I say this. But like, you came in so, and said she's shaped like Wendy Williams. Like. No, that was my that was just an initial thought. That, was, that didn't have nothing to do with how great she is. That okay. it had nothing to do with how great she is. That it had nothing okay. to do with her talent. None of that. But <laughs> no, seriously though, like I think that I think that if she would have came out and talked about it, and I know how hard that is to do something like that because that's not a that's not an easy thing to talk about, especially when you're going through it. Um, but I felt like if she would have at least after the fact, after they were separate and everything else, had came out and told her story as everything was going on, or at least get her side of it out, I don't think she would have felt that trauma as as long as she felt it. I think that by getting it off her chest early, she could have kind of got away from some of that. But in a weird sense, I feel like she used that to kind of fuel herself to get to where she ended up getting. You got to think about what she said in the documentary, though. Two things. One, you're talking about the, the time and the era where niggas weren't listening to women and, and, and being wrong to women was almost common. Another Fact. thing, though, is that she pointed out the the reason she didn't talk about a lot of it is because what she said, I'm loyal. And loyalty means more to some people than others. And when she said that, that's kind of when they kind of went hardcore into you getting beat and then made to go do a song. When she even said this eye is, is smaller than the other one. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like when it <clears throat> when it comes to speaking out, A, in some small way, she didn't want to put him out on blast like that until she just couldn't take no more. And then mm-hmm. B again, if we if we thinking about the times, man, nobody was gonna really like to 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 kind of piggyback Chris' point earlier when she said it wasn't Tina Turner wasn't big music in her household. So if we really look at Tina Turner, <clears throat> she was a big star, but Tina Turner was rock and roll. So to the average household person, her story, you coming out and telling your story, nobody was probably gonna listen back at them times anyway. Unfortunately. Right. No, nah, yeah, you right about sure. that. That is an interesting point that she said that though, like it her her music really wasn't rocking in, in your house when you was younger, like that. Did y'all parents rock with Tina Turner or Ike and Tina like that? Nope. Outside of nope. hits, nah. <laughs> right. I mean, nah. Nah, I mean, honestly, man, it was just really, I mean, that was like a movie that my mom used to watch a lot. So like that that's the only thing that I even knew about Tina Turner was what love got to do with it. Like I never mm. really heard any of those records like that. But like what I mean, was even, the song even, about secondhand smoke? About getting about getting high in the room. Like it was in the it was in one of the acts, she and I want to hear hater. that. <laughs> She's a hater. She was Why? she was down in the ganja in that whole song. She said they would. They she said they had the blunt. They passed it around. She turned and she it down. She was like, right. She was like, but then she, cool but then she said, but then she got high from the. Com- it was compact high. That ain't the same high. thing. Yeah, that ain't it the same thing. It was compact high. But I mean, she was they was really shotgun. 
I don't know about that one. There's a shotgun in there for real. She ain't want to tell the truth. I, I just didn't know. I didn't know she had hits like that. I didn't know she had bops like that. That's all I'm saying. Yo, do you look at somebody <laughs> sideways in 2021 if they still trying to get a shotgun? Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Repeat the question. The COVID filled dungeon. Yeah, like, no, if, like, why would you? We're in, if, we're in a panoramic. Why would you? If you had, yeah. if you had an event somewhere, <laughs> somebody, like, Yo, you want a shotgun? Like, are you serious? Oh no, no. From what? First of all, no. Twenty twenty one. So no, like, no, we're not definitely doing that. Not. Also, like Panera Bread, we're in it yeah. still. Like, don't. Yeah, we're definitely in Panera Bread. <laughs> the Pandora is still going on. It's still yeah, going. It's still open. It's still open. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so. The vaccines are still available. So that means that people are still getting sick. Like shotgun. Mm-hmm. Hell, you shouldn't even be passing plus around. Like, right. like I, to be that. honest, like you got to really keep that circle real tight at this point. Like, you got to smoke. Everybody the same needs people. Everybody needs to hold their own shit. Hell, it's circle That's shit. Right. It's, I since am we, circle. Since we on the topic of drugs, they show. Um, <laughs> They showed my man. I ain't gonna lie to you. This was this was a Ike Turner's slander film. They showed my man Ike um, sniffing cocaine like he was a priest in Superfly. Now, do y'all think that this had <laughs> anything to do um, with his aggression and his anger towards Tina Turner because she was turning out hits? So why was he? <laughs> The cocaine. You just answered your own question. It's the eighties. Everyone did coke. Every everyone well, not everyone was gotta... doing coke. Everybody had drugs. Like yeah. and some <laughs> people, and just like how some people can't smoke weed, some people, people can't, can't smoke coke. Like, <laughs> he needs to put the coke down. Like that's it. He needs to. Yeah. He needs By the time he got to her, man, if you think about it, it was almost it was it was kind of disgusting when you think about it. Take the coke oh, yeah. into effect. And then they say that when they first met, it was a brother-sister relationship. By the time... And she was 17. Right. By the, but by the time he formed a relationship, mentally he was so fucked because what did they say? Everybody he wrote a hit for would end up leaving him. Leaving. Mm-hmm. He formed a, a sexual relationship with her and trademarked that name all built around making sure she didn't leave. He never leave. A star. So you and and basically the, had him say, had her tell him that. Yeah, she would never so you, leave him. You got that right that when it came to, to nah, that was Bill. Nah, nah, nah. nah. He's a narcissist and an abuser, is what he is. No, so I'm not negating that fact, but that nigga is still. Oh, a we genius. musically. This musically? nigga put her in the 360 before them shits was even popping. Good, but good night. You're right. Okay. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, listen on that. On that. Listen, wow. It's, this nigga, this nigga is at Joe Jackson levels of business right now. The fact that he was writing the songs, he put her in his band, made her the star. Made she was popping before she even started doing rock and roll. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The cocaine hit. You know what I'm saying? He flipped and he went all the way left. That's his fault. He fucked up a good thing. He was but then she turned herself into something else. You know what I'm saying? That that shit is crazy. No, what's crazy? What's crazy is how the movie tried to portray it one way, and it really went down another way. Because you remember in the movie, and what love got to do with it, she had just had the baby down in Mexico, and then they said over the radio station, they said the new hit by Ike and Tina Turner, and she was like, "Who is Tina Turner?" And then it was like that was his way of proposing to her. But in real life, this motherfucker just changed the name, and like, like, yeah, like, like, yeah, you got to do it. Like, I don't care what you want to do. 
What I thought was yeah, weird though, the, the hits from anime bullet don't sound the same. Man, I'm it's not behind the, wait. That Tina Turner ring, man. I mean it did it did ring. Was she having her last name? Like she couldn't just be anime or like she couldn't just made her own stage name. Like did she have to like have a name Ebic? That is a part of abuse. That is a part of the cycle of abuse. It is about control on every level possible. It is about isolation. And that's true. He, it, but that's the music industry. Abuser. But again, that's the but music you're right. industry. And the music yeah. industry is full of narcissists and abusers. Yes, it is. Oh. Yeah, but look where, look where he got the name from, though. He got the name from the TV character that he loved on TV named she, what, Sheena? Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey, this dude. When, when inspiration <laughs> hit you, it hit you, baby. <laughs> ain't, nothing, ain't got nothing to do with him. Sure you should be eating ain't... Cheerios and watching TV. And... Hey, you feel me? He'd be like, Tina, Sheena, it's Tina. He did. Listen, I... I think he Tina, still had great like, business. Who are you talking to? <laughs> At the end of the day, I think he still had amazing business. The fact that he wrote all the songs, uh, you know what I'm saying, put her into the band, made her the lead singer, you know what I'm saying? Had R and B hits like crazy in the in the fifties and the sixties at that. My nigga was doing doo wop and then was riding up the street and he was like, Hey, I want to try this out with and this nigga was with BB King and this nigga wrote the first rock and roll record just right. on the whim. Yeah. Like I mean, that nigga was that nigga was a he's genius, bro. Very talented. And he's yes. very but as we see with a lot of people that are very talented and gifted, mm-hmm. they have their own sets of demons and problems. And unfortunately, sometimes that bleeds over into things that it shouldn't bleed over into. It ruins no, the they have with people. Right. That is true. <clears throat> so my question is, is this is, is that something that is that something that is is indicative of like um the the greats like the goats of 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 um arts like do they all have to have that in order to become like that to that next pinnacle because like a lot of people say you know what i'm saying like they sell their soul i don't think they selling their soul i just think like they just end up going through so much trauma that they use that to fuel themselves to get over or to bury that trauma and then become like this mega star right i think I think I'm they're be, troubled people. Let's just say I think they're troubled people who are mm-hmm. gifted, and it's an outlet for that pain. Like it's an outlet for the things that they're feeling. It's an outlet for the trauma, but that's only one way of dealing with it. Outwardly facing, you're not addressing the root of the issue. You're just talking about it or using something to cope with it, but you aren't getting to the root of the issue. So when, but when you cope that saying, album, don't slap. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, and so I mean, and that's fair because look, what what are what is the criticism that people have about like Keisha Cole or like a Mary J. Blige? If they're not, hey, when Mary J. Blige is in love, or, that album was ass. The albums are t- that's what they say. If they're in love, if everything is good in their life, then the albums are trash, and it's fucked yep. up. But that's what the prevailing consensus is, right? Like it's that's, just yeah. <laughs> that's the Penrose point, though. He said it earlier. We we love the bullshit. People love drama. At, at for one, let me let me comment on something you said. <clears throat> the world changed the meaning of well, actually, the church changed the meaning of selling your soul. 
When you talk mm-hmm. selling your soul, that's exactly what they're doing. And that's why the shit slapped. I'm, okay. I'm just going to use Jay, for instance. Jay made his first album at 26 and for 10 years gave us fucking 10 bangers. And everything he talked about, we can wholeheartedly verify. When you're selling your soul, you I have to give you all of me. I got to give you the real. If I don't, that's... And, and again, to your point, this is why motherfucking Nikisha Coles and the, and the Mary J's don't slap when they happy because you fake happy. You don't really know how to be happy. You just came off for giving us this dope-ass depressed album. You've been in a relationship for one year. Now you're giving us love? No, you don't really know how to be happy. So in the well, sense I think of, it's a release from the trauma, right? It. Like you get to shake the chains off for a little bit and just right. enjoy not having and I'm to, good to with sing that. about traumatic experiences. I, but, but I wouldn't want to sit around this, and sing about my trauma all day either. And I feel you, but to the same point, when they're singing about the happiness, they're still selling their soul. So to his point, or to answer his question, I feel mm-hmm. like whether it's good stuff or bad stuff, you do have to have that in order to give... Because the wor- the only reason we connect the artists, podcasters, painters, rappers, whoever, is because something they've done, we connected with somewhere in our life. We can remember mm-hmm. something, we're going through it now, whatever. So, yes, you do need, it doesn't necessarily have to be that traumatic, but you right. need life experiences, exactly, in order to be appealing to the people. So, But see, that, but see okay, I see what you're saying when you say appealing, but I mean, like, to that to that goat status, to that goat though. level, yes, you have to that to goat have, level. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be deep in it though. Like you gotta be down there six feet. Yeah, I agree. But I think this it requires a lot of work on the other side too, right? To get to oh, a for sure. level that we're talking about, that requires a lot of sacrifice, a lot of work, a lot of you kind of being able to separate the people and things in your life that you love mm-hmm. from this career that you have, and you have to be ultra focused on making that work and attaining that level of superstardom. And so for a lot of people that becomes lonely, right? So then you kind of drown yourself in the drinks and the drugs. And because who else is going to identify with that level of having to kind of give up everything that's important to you for this one goal. Mm. Like we all, I mean, we all have things that we aspire or attain to, but that level, you, you really do have to sell your soul because what, I mean, how many people in, really in life are ever going to know what it feels like to sell out stadiums and to have platinum records and to like what, most of us are never going to know what that feels like. And that That's requires true. a lot of sacrifice. And that in itself is a whole other set of trauma. Mm-hmm. True. 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 I can agree with that. But I also like to piggyback off what Scoops was saying, like, I think I would I give Ike that genius thing. But at the same time, Ike could be sort of like a like a Quentin Miller, right? Like, they say he wrote Drake some hits. Okay, he wrote some hits, but he couldn't perform them because he wasn't Drake. I couldn't perform those songs because he wasn't Tina. You know what I'm saying? Quentin. was writing hits for Beyonce, but he can't go out there and sing Irreplaceable. It's the same. That's hilarious. That's a great analogy. But, yeah, so I think that he needed her just as much, but what was crazy was when when they had um, Pride Mary came out. Mm-hmm. So then they get the new house. He built in the studio and all this shit. And then he gets the pressure from the labels of coming out <laughs> with another hit. And I think that when y'all was talking about the selling your soul thing, I think that's when it got real crazy for him because now you got the pressure of trying to come up with another Proud Mary and you got this new studio. Now you got to pay for it. And then it's like, He's even going even more crazy with the coke because, like, he probably did coke beforehand, 
But I just think that it really got out of control once Proud Mary came out. And then it's like you pressing for that next hit. Then Tina is damn over here doing um what's my man name? Phil Spectra. Phil Spectra. Yeah. Yeah. That nigga never comments here. That's crazy. Yeah, did, did that, that album was yes. a specter. <laughs> Listen, yes, I ain't gonna lie, yo. I like this. Hey, I like that song, man. I'm sorry. Hey, I did, but this. I mean, but that. But that's how America do, though. Like they, they put Tina. They put Tina in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they doing a song that's not gonna ring off in the black community, and then when it comes to the white community, they're gonna be like, y'all, yo, we ain't fucking with it. So they had to go take it over there, and that shit wrong off over there. But I think Ike, that even put more pressure on Ike. Now, he made a great point, what he said, because he just said what I just said. Like, yeah, he made a great point. But at the same time, when she started doing that, was it Buddhism? When she started doing that shit, yo, the mm-hmm. wildest shit was when she was on stage and she was talking about, you know what I'm saying, women's needs and all that little stuff like that, and she was saying that you know, man, like being out in the streets, so now we can go out in the streets and get what we want. But she flipped the script, but that was that was wild. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think they kind of said him. <laughs> he was already, I'm with that. <laughs> he was already a little on the edge, and she just went ahead and pushed it right on off. She was like, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was I wasn't, with, I wasn't with that one at all. When she started doing the chance and everything, man, because. That was like that was the downfall right there, bro. That's my man. Shit, I, nigga, that's what just couldn't keep it going. Man. No, yeah, not for Tina. Come I ain't talking about for Tina. I'm talking about for Ike, man. What what about Ike? Listen, it, I know he probably hit her and everything. Yeah, about right. to turn I'm this not, into the gym. I'm not standing up. Listen, I'm not standing up. I'm not taking up for his abuse, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. I'm not doing that part, right? But we have to understand why this nigga was doing drugs. And creating all these hits, and he couldn't do it. You want to know you? That's why he was angry, nigga. If I'm making all this magic and I can't be the star, come but on. I mean, at the end of the day, too, look, like look at Jermaine Jackson. Look at Jermaine Jackson. This nigga, this nigga look plastic to this day because he wanted to be Michael Jackson, bro. <laughs> okay, so he does look like Imagine a, how much like shit a, he created. A, he does look like a Hollywood Ken doll. Like I will give you that. However, I'm telling you, like however, like that's not. There are plenty of people who write and produce for other people and never have their face on a fucking album, and they are perfectly fine. Yeah, but so if that is what he, so if when he you want to be a star, star then the maybe. And if he wanted to be a star, then why didn't he? Like you're he saying, like, like, he had everything he needed. Like but he, he could have not got okay, okay, but you, no, okay, but you was put this on your man, and, yeah. and and you stuck her out there and was like, "Kick your legs, bitch!" Saying, "Right now, I'm punch you in the eye." Like, did nobody do that? That's not how it went. He tried. He was, exactly he was doing the ad libs. He started. He started proud Mary. He was doing the ad libs while she was doing okay, her thing. He, so he, <laughs> he was already a band, star, right? Is that not what you said? He brought her into this band. Yes. Remember the that original resist deal? He was a star, Penrose. He was. He was no star. What? How was he not a star in the way he that was he was a, moving? He was his his band was fire. before Tina came along. He was already yeah. on the path. She, she was a star in her own right, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. there was never there. Was, he did not need Tina in that way. So to say that he's like, if you're jealous of her, why you created this? 
when you mm-hmm. didn't have to. Because he couldn't You're create it yourself. You she, she was at a she was at a higher level than he was though. I think, but but remember they were kind of doing the interviews and she was kind of joking about him kind of being shy and quiet and reserved. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that is a lot of it too, right? You can be very gifted musically, be able to write, have a great pen, but you may just not have that stage presence or that right. kind of star persona. Because I think that even watching them perform together, he was kind of more, you know, in the back, more reserved, like playing instruments. Mm-hmm. Right, playing the shit out the instruments, but not mm-hmm. giving you that kind of electrifying performance that you get when you put Tina Turner on the stage in front of all these people and the lights come up and it's like an instant on with her. Yeah. And you yeah. and that's something that you only get from being a bona fide entertainer. And I think that he was a very good artist in his own right, but not a Prince or a Beyonce or a Michael Jackson or a Tina Turner. <laughs> Man, did right. y'all hear that reference track? Did y'all hear Quentin Miller's <clears throat> Quentin Miller's Ten Bands? Yes. It is uh, like Drake, did it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, don't, do don't, don't, don't do that to Quentin, bro. Don't do that to Quentin, bro. Reference reference tracks are different. It ain't nothing let, but the just, lyrics. Can we just real. let him be wherever he is? God bless him. But let's not. <laughs> Don't be, don't and be, uh, don't, don't get down on quitting like that. Man. I'm not down on quitting. All that, I'm saying listen, is quitting. Let that man live with his thirty two thousand. Yeah, his his well, ten bands never like, supposed to pop. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, I okay, I had this thing going, but at the same time, he never would have reached the heights that they reached without Tina. And if he didn't have the ego for it, then he never should have started it. But you got to think, it probably was never ego. You got to, if, if again, if we're talking about the whole documentary. You're talking about a dude who, hey, for one, y'all brought the, the coke in. Let me just say, and don't ask me how I know, but the more money around, if you already a coke head, the more coke you're going to fucking do. You take that into account with a nigga who's already, as far as relationships, been fucked up as a, as a kid. And, and to be honest, when you in that lane and you Ike Turner, you probably didn't have problems getting women. But when you fucked up in the head, you probably had problems having relationships. Hence, kids from previous relationships and nobody there even when Tina come along. So if we look at, we can say that, oh, trademarking the name and all of that was just, it was abuse. But we, if you look at it, bro, like this nigga was wholeheartedly just fucked in the head and the first person who showed him the kind of love he'd been looking for for the last something odd years, he wholeheartedly... Someone that, yeah, they put someone that like pledged their allegiance to him and agreed to stay and promised not to leave. And when you are used to people abandoning you in your personal and professional life and now you are kind of running on coke because now you have the money to to fuel that yeah i mean it it, it makes sense i mean it is i mean it is which i mean i talk about serial killers my other podcast but it really is the perfect storm right you have these people who have lived these lives where they have their own demons and things that have fucked them up and then they meet somebody else who gives them an unconditional love, almost like a puppy to an extent, because they look up to you and are enamored because they are also looking for love. And it's just like this toxic, two toxic puzzle pieces that just fit together perfectly. And now you have, have these people that are creating wonderful music, but are really bad for each other. Facts. That's what I put in my notes, the perfect storm. Because her moving there, she wasn't even in St. Louis that long. She literally was coming there to find herself and right. fell into her now dream. Him. It found him. Yeah. <laughs> so sad times. She was, she was chasing the low man. Um, <laughs> she was kind of. She was. She was showing up. Oh no, she was there. Like she was doing a little chasing. 
she said she said her sister took her to ten. Uh, they went to Memphis to go see this band, and it was his band. And she just kept talking about she want to sing, she want to sing. She was chasing it, you know what I'm saying. But my thing is, you know what I'm saying. He did take advantage of her. She was only 17, um, and and that little that little brother, big sister. I mean that big brother, little sister shit. I wasn't with that shit at all. I thought that was kind of creepy. Yeah, that yeah. shit was it weird is creepy, as fuck. But we're also looking at it through the lens of being, you know, fully fleshed out adults who, you know, in 2021 when things are much different because. Well, but he admitted to changing it. That's the thing. Starting it yeah, that way is not like, the issue. It's when you admit that you changed the relationship solely right. due to the fact that if you didn't, A, you could have never made it a start. You tried to make her, and B, she could have possibly mm-hmm. left you. That's disgusting as fuck. Mm-hmm. I know that's so, very so, gross and rhyming, but I was talking about the fact of her being 17. Like, that shit's fucked up, but also that's really on par for the time. She's probably older than a lot of people. Tiger did the same thing, though. Oh, man. Who? What? Tiger. He did the Tiger same Woods thing with with the nanny. Oh no, he's no, talking about Tiger. Oh, okay, okay, got you. He's talking about Tiger. Oh, that Tiger was a couple Rose. years back. So I, I think that's just a. I think that's just a. Uh, when you in that industry, that's just something that they do. I think it's one of those things where they say women. They say women mature faster than men, and then they are like, oh well, she's just so grown. It's not. No, we. I mean, anybody that you know will trust science sometimes, occasionally. Yeah, that's it. There's there's no link between the fact that like anybody matures at any age. Our frontal lobes develop well into our twenties, and that is mm-hmm. everybody. It's not men mm-hmm. versus women, whoever. So but it's it's always that prevailing thing. Oh, well, they're so adult for their age. And that's why you have all these child stars who were like running around in nightclubs at 14 and they're like, here, you want a drink? Like that's why they all have fucking drug problems and are alcoholics because they've been drinking since they were 12 or some shit. Oh, yeah. I think Drew Bell was at her first night. Yeah. At at I could have been one of those yeah. child stars. Damn. So so I got a question. When do y'all think that relationship switch? Do you think it was when she got um pregnant by the uh what was it was it the drummer? All the guitar who was the, who was the guy she got pregnant by? The drummer. She it got pregnant by the, the saxophone, wasn't it? No, I was going to name instruments. It was a nigga. Everybody You always got to get a drummer song. Yeah, that's you know, why the nigga was mad. Yeah, that's what I. Do y'all think that's what it switched? I think so because he's like, "Oh, she really think I'm just her brother out here." You, you got me. You got me giving this nigga a ten minute drum solo. You come on, man. He gets solo. Bitch, I put that solo in the song, nigga. No. Listen, I. I that that <laughs> switch when I had that. You remember when we went in the Temptations when David Ruffin walked out and he said, "I'm David Ruffin, and these are the Temptations." <laughs> <laughs> that's when every, that's when the game switched. When I felt like yeah. that, that's when shit switched. It, it, it was like Tina Turner, Damn. but also Ike's back there, and it was like, "Oh shit, this is not gonna work." What do you mean, Ike's back there? Ike's first. What are you talking about? What the fuck do you want this Tina? <laughs> Can you imagine how hard James Brown would have smacked the shit out of Maceo if he ever came out the back? 
That's what that would have It'd have been over with. It'd have been over with. That shit would have been all in the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> I always wondered that. That like, would have okay. been over with. So unrelated, I always wonder this because like Frankie Beverly always performs with Maze, right? But he's not like in Maze, but then everybody's like, oh, Frankie Beverly's like in the front seat of all the fucking songs. And it's like, damn, I wonder how Maze feels. Like, they just a dope ass band. That's the best part about having that band. That's like Roger and Zap. Zap just, you yeah. know, they just do their thing. Real shit. Yeah, but do you, but can you imagine Zap the first time? Roger Maze? Maze? Wait, 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 there's not. Nah. You remember? Wait, isn't Zap, the first just, time the, isn't Zap just the the two, or is that a person? No, Zap is a band. It's like the whole the band, two, right? The, the two is the voice box, man. <laughs> Oh, wait, you, you thought it was only the two. <laughs> you, thought the two you, thought the, you thought the audio box was, was that? I just thought that he like named it something. <laughs> Is this, wait, it, I'm going to make you feel better because I thought Travis Porter was one person. So it's okay. Okay, see? <laughs> like a nigga first and last name. No, yeah, I really fine. thought that like, I just thought he like, like I knew them other niggas was there. But I thought they was just the, I, I I just thought that he was like I gotta give this nigga a name. He's gonna, like no, the, there there's that. The, the audio <laughs> box is Roger also Roger. <laughs> no, I know it's Roger, but I'm saying I thought no, he they, it, it's a collective. It's a collect. He's not Roger Chapman without the audio box. Okay, gotcha. Roger and the niggas. It's good. <laughs> Roger and the niggas. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> See, you learn stuff every that's day. Funny. That's amazing. That is funny. Um, <laughs> man, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, I like, mean, I don't... like a computer noise. Like, he's like a, you know. No, that's the, name of the, <laughs> the only person in the band that wasn't fucking with Roger Chapman was his brother. Unfortunately. We know how that ended. Yeah, his brother sure. killed him. Oh, I didn't know any of this. Y'all ain't know that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't I, 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 I learning so much about Roger. Like, yeah, I got the low. He from here, so I know like all that shit. That's we. The whole city shut down when that shit happened. Damn. Yeah, that right. shit was wild. And then his brother killed himself. And then now it's just zap. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Cause in her head right now, all she's imagining is the little box by itself somewhere <laughs> along the ass streets. When I saw it, when I saw it, I instantly regretted it. As soon as I saw it, I instantly regretted it. I just, I just saw, I just saw like, I just saw like, uh, like a museum with like the one spotlight, like with just the fucking sad ass, just like little tube in the fucking machine. I saw the tube on the bus stop in rain. Looking out the window, shit. Shoot oh, it man. Up. <laughs> oh man, y'all are fucking shit, bro. Oh man. Oh man. Tube on the bus stop, though. It's not a listen. It is not a tube. It's a box. It's a, a tube connected to a box. But they don't have to the tube. <laughs> The box won't be in the videos. The two. Yeah, the box. It's connected to the keyboard. The box. The 
divorced. They separated, and so now they live in the tube somewhere living up in Malibu, the box. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the tube, the tube, the tube <laughs> is still tour. The tube is still tour. Right, the tube still yeah, tour. The, like. the box is at home fish right now. <laughs> He be, he, he's, he's not so collaborative uh, with Jacquees. Like, he's not getting no room. <laughs> 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 he was on the on the little mama comeback tour and shit. Nigga, yeah, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> He on that, he on that, that new Bow Wow album, I'm sure. Like, he tried to apologize uh, to Jay Z and Alicia Keys. They told her no. Of okay, because, like, again, she like, didn't have to do that. Bro, like, she didn't do nothing. All she did was get up and fold her arms like that. <laughs> 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 but, like, nobody wanted that. No one, no one wanted that. Like, it's and it was York. just like, Okay, but nigga, okay. everybody, half of the niggas in the room was probably from New York. Probably Would that have been work. okay? Like, Man, <laughs> nobody being you, up there. It's not okay. If so, if Twister and Do or Die was on stage in Chicago and they finished, do you want to ride? You'd have hopped up there too, like nigga. No, and forty thousand other people. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if that's I'm not whole entire stadium, you, like, you, you, like, you got to give her credit for having the ball to do it, though. No, you don't. No. You got to give her credit. You want to know why today we still talk about even even ODB, but when Kanye went on stage and interrupted Taylor Swift, you want to know why Kanye still famous? Because his level of stardom said, I can interrupt this. You I little can just mama. go on stage. Mama, right. Little mama couldn't pop, came on stage with it. me and not get flamed on goddamn. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, Y'all going to act like lip gloss wasn't a number one hit? I'm not going to act like that, but I am. Or a top like, 10 hit? Come on. Little I, I, mama existed in the part of okay. One top 10 hit. One top 10 hits. Alicia Keys and motherfucking JT. And you think I'm going to have to people. Lumi D did not have a hit. Together and do a Lumi D just was saying, "Uh oh." Remix and that was it. That's my point. We can't get that was that shit. That shit didn't pop till Fabulous got on it. Lil Mama was all on her own. She had everybody talking about how they lip gloss was popping, and still to this day they say it. Half of, half of the see? niggas in the room thought she was Bow Wow when she got up there. So please, not. <laughs> That's why they mad at her then. They I mad at Bow Wow. Because it, was it wasn't Bow Wow. <laughs> 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 it was MTV. Bow Wow like, Okay? Get off of Bow Wow's back. Bow Wow is a legend. Shad Moss is a fucking clown. There we go. We don't got nothing to do with Shad Moss. And Lil Mama is not a legend. Whatever he do on the net, he's Bow Wow. Right, Bow Wow could have gotten said, on stage. Is the point we're making? Bow Wow could have gotten up there and been yeah, on stage. Whatever he do, as far as the internet go, he Bow Wow. When, so you mean that was do... Bow Wow that sat on that plane and took a picture of that other plane and said, "Private jet." And yeah. Or that was Bow Wow yep. when he spread out like fifty ones and laid on them, and niggas could count how much money he laid on. You can't judge. Okay, you can't so... judge him because he was trying to prank people. What? Okay. This ain't like Usher Bucks, my nigga. So <laughs> he, he might have had them. They might have been Bow Wow Bucks. Maybe Usher got the idea from him. <laughs> I did that. Tina, come back. Come back to us. No, right. I, can't, I can't. We can't go with this Bow Wow. Okay. Back to, back to Tina. Yes. Back to Tina, though. Real, Where's real Tina? Bring Tina. her back. So um, she decided to um, go rock and roll. 
because I, uh, yeah. I guess R&B just wasn't cutting it for her because white people couldn't write R&B at that time. So Which I don't see. I still don't get that. Like the whole rock and roll situation. I'm listening to the album, trying to figure out what. What was the difference? The, the wigs yeah. was the rock and roll. That was okay. No, I'm the, like, make me understand because she drums. went out here making. She went out here sounding like the Stones. So I'm just like, I'm not. I'm trying to understand. Yeah, that yeah, was that was. was a, that was a pop album more than a rock album. Yeah, but no, she was definitely sounding like the Stones. I see, and I which version of the stones are you referring to? Like that's any, I'm talking any of them. She just got a soulful see, voice, so when I, she sings, it don't sound like that. Yeah, I don't. And see I wouldn't, songs. and I don't see it. Like I, for all intents and purposes, like I would like to say that they sounded like rock and roll albums, but it didn't. It did not sound like the rock and roll that people were putting out. Not to say that that disqualifies her from making rock and roll music, but if you're making music to fit in a genre, it's very different than what it was than what it is today, where you have all these crossover hits and every, you know, all these different sounds are qualified as things. And Justin Bieber thinks he can be in the R and B. You know, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but it's different because it's the at the time it's the instant instrumentation that decided what was what, right? And so okay. since everything was played with actual instruments, it's harder to tell back then from an R&B to a pop to a rock and roll. It was more so in the cadence of their voice. It was more so in um, like a rock and roll would have a lot more drum. But it would be a lot more hi hat and guitar. Uh, R and B would have drums, but it would be like a more of a bass drum, bass more line. of a bass guitar. Yeah, and then pop would be more like a syn synthetic sound, if if you want to use that. But do, those are kind of like those those lines. Theory. I'm just saying it doesn't. <laughs> that makes sense. Like I, I'm pretty well versed, but it just wasn't resonating for me. It sounded very pop to me. I mean, and that's yeah, it did. But I mean, that's I think that's because of her voice. I don't think that was necessarily the the, the music behind it. Because I think that all of the music, if you just listen to the instrumentation behind it, all that shit sound like rock and roll and pop. I think it was just her voice because she got that such a soulful voice that really made it sound like uh somewhat of an R and B song or somewhat of a pop song. Like it, it her voice just wasn't rock and roll. So I think that's why a lot of people wouldn't make that connection. I would argue that certainly like the musicality of the songs gives you rock and roll, but I would say mm -hmm. that it it certainly is more so that she like we're talking about her like I be ahead of his time the three sixty deal. I think she was kind of ahead of her time in sound, right? Like I think it was yes. I, I would just I'd like I but I really think that's so it is. Like I'm saying, you know, just with an ear that it doesn't really sound rock and roll, but really when right. you listen to it, like it could be any number of things. It doesn't sound yeah. like one particular thing and i think that's probably what i should clarify but you yeah that's okay. about like it doesn't i don't know that you can classify it as purely rock and roll but i get what you're saying for mm -hmm. the musicianship it does sound that way but it's kind of well i was going off of her description too because that's what she was saying like she was saying like she wanted to be like rock and roll so i guess when she was having the producers go through everything management go through everything her her um her initial take was to go, you know, saying through that rock and roll path. Like she wanted to be like Mick Jagger and and everybody else. So, but I just I feel like maybe that's not where she ended up. If that makes you saying she like, failed. No, I'm saying it may either. I'm <laughs> saying that the sound that she maybe was pushing for is not kind. It did. It was refined, and that's not where she ended up in a purely rock and think, roll. 
when she said she <laughs> yeah. wanted to be like Jagger, I don't think she was actually talking about the music. I think she no, yeah, I mean, like as far as she, the, the sales, right? Him. The sales, like him. yeah, she yeah. and she yeah. did that. I mean, even coming back from, she almost was just gonna Jagger. be a Vegas act, and then she came right. back again. You see what I'm saying? And that's and crazy. And still about ended her, like, up being a Vegas act. But I'm. It's I mean, crazy. You think about it, Tina Turner just running around fucking Vegas like doing cabaret? Like that's a wild yes. thing to think about. It really is. And like that Vegas blew my fucking mind. Like she was running around Vegas doing like dinner cabaret to like pay this some bills for me. Right. Like that's insane. insane. Yeah, like and I would have never. <clears throat> to pay bills. Vegas, the motherfucker Vegas was not. <laughs> Vegas usually is a place where people's careers come to die. So for her to have been here for so long and then, and go then back. still and was able to come out and like be a whole basically a new artist again like a mm-hmm. brand new artist that was crazy so uh, r.i.p to usher y'all <laughs> wow. Wow. I, mean, I am you wow. because i was going to ask you oh my god is usher's career dead now no yes it do no it you... don't <clears throat> well they let j-lo, J-Lo, is, J-Lo is still popping they let j-lo do residency and then she came out she? and she when she first got her residency, she ended, up, she ended up in the Super Bowl the, the, the same year. As soon as she got that residency, remember okay. Drake did it too. And then what? Yes, he Drake had a residency. Drake? No, he didn't. And then she no. performed okay, New wait, Year's pause, Eve pause, and she put an Aerosmith song and, and pause, she slid pause, across pause. the stage. Very important mm-hmm. to know she that when. Very important to know that when J Lo had a residency and when Drake had a. When Drake and Cardi B and those type of people have residencies out here, it's not really a residency. They fly like, in. They like they'll time. come. They'll they'll come like two times out of the month, like uh, or three times out of the month. It's not a residency. So Drake okay. did, Drake had a residency, but he was here like three yeah, times, that, two or three times. Drake a, a, like every tour. couple months. That nigga had tour dates. Same thing with Cardi B when they when they reopened the Palms, like she. That that's not a residency. A residency is a nigga on a strip yeah. doing three, two to three shows a night every like weekend years. night, every <laughs> weekend night, and that's what Usher signed up for. And I don't care what you say about J Lo, she did a terrible, terrible job. Um, and all we care about now is who she getting divorced and not getting married to. And same thing goes with. But all, the, but she was in the, the Super Bowl though. Okay, with who else? What, is there? Shakira? Where where are the album sales? Like that? Like that's like she's an artist, or is she? Is a there Super was Shakira, right? Listen, like, what Super is Bowl is the okay, biggest well, stage let's, you let's can let be on. Let let people love Shakira. And, and then, then and then what happened after that? 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 Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? Did anybody see it? Like music and no one keeps buying. Usher, like Usher's not Usher's in the news because y'all wouldn't even know he was coming here to die. You wouldn't even know he was coming here to die if the stripper didn't tell on him. Y'all wouldn't even know he was coming here to die, and he is coming here to die. Like residents, like he has a residency, like he has a a, a burial plot. Do you hear what I'm trying to tell you? Okay, I got a question. Did she really tell on him though? No, because no, that was promotion. Yeah. I think that was set up. It was. Yeah. It was. That was set up. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that that's Ush Bucks is when you go to the free show. I think he tweeted off. that. 
I, I well, they they said that he went to the that he went to the strip club and that he tipped burner. everybody very mm-hmm. well and paid his tab and, and one of the people his entourage left a little fake money up there or whatever. Like is that, apparently he didn't even do that. But also the um, he did that well shit, the Department of the Treasury don't believe it either. So say what you want to say. The yeah, IRS and the Department of don't believe it either. It was promotion for his. But, his his get burial watch off. Well, the people printing the money said you got too many <laughs> different denominations plot. of money, and you gonna have to come talk to us. Look, when we was watching, <laughs> if I don't know shit else, I know how to count other people's money. And when the Federal Reserve is like, um, you gonna have to take our phone call, dude. It's a problem. Yeah. So right. <laughs> I don't know I what he got going with um, right. Usher kind of hear that so he can keep his case, so he can keep his Wi-Fi on. I'm like, don't Look, do I didn't know that that shit meant you that that, that was like you, your career is over. But I do, I did. Now that you say that, I find it funny that one of the things they tried to sell us on when we were trying to throw the party last year was Usher is coming out here to do a residency. I didn't know what the fuck that meant, but I was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. Tell we them about the residency. We weren't gonna go. But okay, people have residencies and it starts it's gonna start off amazing, right? People are gonna come and all the show the seats are gonna be filled. But nope, but then like in a couple of months, nobody gives a shit and he's locked into this contract and people gonna see him disgruntled at Starbucks and shit. Like nobody wanna deal with this. This nigga Tom Jones been in Vegas for years though. He's been living because old white people. Because oh, I mean, okay, right, but is he ever going to get out? He's been singing that same song for years. Yes, you think okay, but what I'm saying is, get... that's what I'm guys, what I'm saying, what I'm he saying, we're here come to die. I mean, he's for the, for the song, the he's song singing. that you have when you sign up for your residency is the song that you're going to sing until you die. You are not, there's nothing else new, there's nothing else. This is it. Wrap it up. He's singing the songs from everything. This is all we want. Like he sings no, songs from when you keep making the world. It's only one song. It's that's not it. unusual. Yeah, right. that's, it. that's it. Okay, well, but yeah. he got he got what's new pussy cat. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. That's it. That's what it's called. That's that's the intro. That's the intro into it's not unusual. And only a few bars of it. Yeah. Okay, so he has one point. He, he said, Tom Jones songs. is happy. Yes, that nigga only got to sing one and a quarter songs, and he getting millions. Okay, that but he's living life. That's not, he not making he his money off of the residency. He making his right. money off of royalties. Like, he not, like, he not, like how many people, how many people are still of age and still trying to come see, like, all of his fans are dying. Like, do you hear what nah. I'm saying to you? Like, it's, some, it's some white kids out there that's going to see Tom Jones. Carlton is only what 40 something, 50 something now? Who? And don't and don't and, Car- and, and niggas know that as the Carlton dance song. That's what I'm saying. So now they definitely going to see that nigga now. Cause uh Fresh Prince played all day on MTV. Y'all got Gil Crit. Didn't Tina Turner have a residency? No, well, she, she was doing cabaret shit. But what I'm no, saying, saying, I'm, saying after, I'm talking about after she after she oh. got back to that. I think she had maybe, a but again, again, when I say to die, I mean that that's it. Like that is the that's the end. That's the boys to men of your the boys to men of your of your shit. There is so nothing else. What, that was you are going stop. to be singing the rest of these songs. He is going to be leaving the one he went and starting a new relationship. That's it forever. Okay, like that's it. Like and and there's no it. expectation. That of means we also don't need anything. Put out videos. You're just exactly. there. 
performing the shit you already have. He about to go. He about to break the glass on his new chain. Yeah, he might pull a Tina Turner though. He might pull a Tina. He not though. Don't nobody okay. want to hear this nigga. With- <laughs> I got. <laughs> Didn't I he gotta... try that already? Was he giving us some yeah. shit called no limit or something? And no limit. And there, and there was like, a limit. And there was. And there was a limit on how long. That <laughs> the limit was has be been okay. reached. The limit was yeah, reached a long right. time ago. And God bless him. Anyway. Usher sounds phenomenal. Voice is still great, but he that's not beautiful it. gowns. How do beautiful y'all gowns. feel about Angela Bassett's face when Tina Turner was at the um at the what is that the uh Comic Con and they know press, she press was whatever it was no 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 it wasn't about that they know she was when they was like did you when see the movie and Tina Turner like, was no, like I nah I ain't see the movie I loved it she was like I don't want to I appreciate that. that. Yeah, that's real. But did I y'all see? Did y'all see Angela Bassett's face though? Her, her she face looked a little hurt. She was a uh, little. When, when you walk in, with, in a with a woman, she worked out for that movie. In, <laughs> when a woman walks in with her, for her but you when can't sign up to be the star in somebody else's fucking trauma porn and then expect them to be like, "Yeah, I totally watched that shit so I can relive." I love the part when you beat your ass. I really let her make it. Nah, it ain't about why they let her make it. For one. When a woman walk in with her boyfriend and her and, and his mama be like, "Who is you?" That's the face. That's, that's the look. Made. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That and it's sad, and maybe she could have handled it, was... it better and been like, you know, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I'm sure it's wonderful. I'm sure she could have did the PR spin and made it just be whatever. If you wanted to say some nicer shit, I'm sure she could have PR spin it into something. But the bottom line is, that's still I that mean, person's life. Like that's she was at a life. she was at a win win though. It was like anything she said. Angela Bassett can't really say nothing to her because it's like you just played <laughs> me in the movie. Fam. What you gonna, gonna get sunned regardless? Not a goddamn thing. You right. can't say she yeah, didn't she's gonna get sunned regardless. But the fact is, is that a lot, like they said, like she privately is 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 on a bullet. But when it comes to Tina Turner, she is a star, and the people <laughs> own you. The people you you don't get to have privacy. And that's what we see with a lot of stars. So your private pain is on public display. What are you supposed to do with that? She's been living that hell for years, for decades. And then they put out a movie and they want to keep asking her the same motherfucking questions about a bitch she don't care about. It was whooping her ass. I feel her. Like, I don't want to hear that. It was only the white reporters, though. How many times, though, after that movie came out, did niggas see her in public and ask her to eat the cake, though? Like they did not, they probably did not let that woman have a fucking 20 minutes of rest about I'm that just shit. I'm glad that shit ain't come out when Twitter was out because niggas would have been tweeting Nigga. that shit all day long. Like it all Anything the she tweeted, the reply would have been, he took the cake out of me. That's and that's terrible. That woman deals with serious trauma from that. Like she is still mm-hmm. trying to unpack that. And they're just like, well, whatever. Where's I girl? Uh like whenever the court was like, uh, he got arrested for a drug possession. What are your thoughts on that? What the fuck does she care? Yeah. Like and she had to be like, I I wish him well. I hope he is doing blessed and pleasant things. But she probably hopes that nigga dies. Like it's just Yeah, nigga. So like, was the so was the musical of the same like of the same story of the movie or was that just like something different? I don't know, I don't but know. I can't imagine it. I don't know. And I'm even what's what right. got to do with it the as a musical. Like, yeah, they had Tina bitch, Turner. Eat the the cake, bitch, eat the cake. <laughs> <laughs> they call her Tina. <laughs> they call her Tina. 
My but name I is Uncle The bitch eat the cake. If, if they got the Uncle Lucas doing that shit, bro, that shit is gold. That shit is gold, they got a, the whole chorus. They got a giant cake that wheels out the middle of that bitch, and like somebody. Like, it's a whole thing. They got the. They got dude in the. They got dude in the shadow. He they, he ain't even really on the stage, and then they go real deep and dark. He was like, "Bitch, eat the cake." <laughs> Hey, that's sick, man. <laughs> for some so, reason, okay. for some reason, did Oprah have something to do with this as well? Because I don't understand why Oprah was in this. Because she aligns herself with black people when it's when it's convenient. What it's convenient for her. What it was is that Oprah is not her friend. No, but I think Oprah was it was kind of in a place where Oprah was still popular and you know she was coming off a book and a movie and like they talk about in the documentary, it resonated with a lot of people, right? Because they people that kind of grew up or born in that time or married in that time felt like they had to keep these things private, right? You didn't talk about the things that went on in your household. You didn't talk about outside babies. You didn't talk about abuse. You didn't talk about the fact that your husband is drinking all y'all's money away and y'all can't pay. You don't you didn't talk about those things in mixed company. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for her to come out and be very vocal about the abuse she suffered, I think in a way was kind of a call to arms for a lot of women that felt like they had to be silent about it because nobody was going to believe them. And like she said, if Tina Turner can survive this, then so can I. And I mean, I don't want to get all touchy, whatever, because I mean, Tina Turner is not necessarily in my age group, but I'm somebody who has survived domestic abuse. And so I can Mm -hmm. appreciate I can appreciate where she is coming from. And, you know, it's all jokes and I'm not going to be all like, oh, I'm triggered by anything we said here because I've kind of grown past that. But I get it. I understand where she's coming from. In, in that space of I don't want to keep reliving this every single day by people that right. don't know me and keep asking me questions about Same shit that shit. I am just trying to bury. Like I am just trying to move forward with my life and every time I turn around it's the same fucking questions that I have been answering for 12 years. That's how like, Chris Brown I'm feels. Six, I'm six That's years removed. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm six years removed and don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, why yes. like he is sick and tired of being asked that goddamn question. He is over it. He's trying to and, move and, on and, and turn over agree. a new leaf. That's I will say saying. this. Rihanna said she forgave him and she moved on. Yeah, actually, when Rihanna said she was over it, everybody needs to be over it. When exactly. Rihanna said she was you can't over it, right? you can't be more mad about abuse than the than the abuse. Like you, sometimes you have to just hey, nah, he, take it's, over. It's 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 I'm concerned about his cocaine use in the '97 tracks on his albums. Like I don't really care so much. Yeah, like that part is that's that's here nor there. I'm concerned about how often he's sleeping. Like he is productive when he. Stop being productive. That's when we got to get him off cocaine. Listen, put in, let him do his start thing. Shit. Let they him ride the white horse. Black, listen, so. black people stop liking Eminem the minute that man put the cocaine down. That's because the, nobody wants something. to hear no. Exactly. Nobody want to hear no white man rap about his white bag, nigga. Get out of here. Exactly. Facts. Like, that's, that's, yeah, like you could have did that without rap. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can't be successful like, you, and rap about it. 
Nigga, I'm Listen, from Detroit, like, and I was still like, white boy, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, because the I mean, because the Vanilla truth of the matter is, right, we all, we all love an underdog story. But who the fuck wants to hear about a white man? Because honestly, I hear about a poor white man, and I'm like, so you just fumbled the bag? Like, you're poor for what reason? That's all I see. Like, That's all I see. White homeless really? people, white poor people. That's I'm all like, I see. you're a white man. Like, all you have to I do can't. is mediocre. Like, I have no... I can't give a dollar to a homeless white man. Like, I can't, because like... Like, know, like, even, yeah. super don't do the that. Bag, and I don't, I can't be like, you fucked up. Like, you can't parlay that into nothing. But y'all don't be around enough white people. Like, they got, they got tears of white people. So it's like, oh, I know they got tears of white people. <laughs> yeah, so like, out. if you ain't in that certain <laughs> tier, you ain't getting there. I live in the South. Of course, I know there are tears of white people. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but when you are North, it's a whole, especially if we talking about a white boy that lived in Detroit. Now, listen, I'm from there. You're not yeah. gonna make me. You're not gonna make me believe that just because you lived in a trailer park, you couldn't do shit. Yeah, he probably did come from a little shitty situation. You still you better, a white boy. You listen. You better walk your ass up to Goodwill. Get yourself though. a fucking. Get yourself a suit and tie from the Goodwill. Take nah, your ass yeah, over there. Friends. Put on your college switch and get a motherfucking a job, sir. You don't know, take you know, your. You know, like your black friends until an interview, nigga. Exactly. Like, you know what, what are you saying? saying? Like. He was I rapping. Take, that is, you do take your black friends to the interview. You <laughs> okay, but no, we talking rapping. about he a real job. <laughs> he had a real. He was working a real oh, yeah, job. He, Remember, the he was in the factory. Yeah, Y'all yeah, seen the movie? Right. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Okay, can we get off of? Uh, well, okay. He was rapping. <laughs> back to Tina. Yeah. That's not looking irritated with us. Yeah, I'll let him say anything. Um, but I feel like I feel like Tina Turner, man. She she really is. Um, she was that blueprint for like Beyonce. To me, I, that's why I see the most when I when I look at um, that offspring of those other stars. Like Mary J. Blige wasn't there yet. Like now she's at that place where like when she performs, she I guess you could call that dancing. And then like. Or singing. We can Chris. maybe even call that Whatever. singing. You can call it a lot of different things. No, I'm not Whatever. talking about the singing part. We know Mary J. Blige can sing. I'm talking about like as far as the performance. Can, can yeah, Mary J. Blige can sing. Again, when you take the artist off the cocaine. That I can sing. <laughs> y'all ain't going to do the queen of, y'all ain't going to do the queen of hip hop. Listen, the like same thing. Hold on, wait. The same She's thing. your lover and your secretary. Remember, Every we, day talked about, we talked Beautiful about boots. the level, we talked about Excellent the level boots. of stardom, right? Right. You wholeheartedly brought up that you will not defend Ike's beating and all of this, but look at his musical, this, that, and the third. The whole mm-hmm. reason that Tina was a star has to tie back to the cocaine and all the bullshit. Clearly, mm-hmm. KC, we not gonna be like, oh, KC was pimping the shit and beating the shit out of Mary. That nigga had her old coke cracking. Out. It's the same fucking thing. This is why, as soon as she got off coke and stopped getting her ass beat and gave us this happy ass album, we bought it out of loyalty. Nobody bumped that shit. Like, well, see, she should she should have just kept it in the dancery and everything would have been cool. She should have kept it in the dancery. Everything would have been straight. I agree. To me, I, I think Beyonce <laughs> is like that, is at that Tina Turner. Well, I ain't gonna say addict, she's probably past it now, but like to me, that's when I see Beyonce, like that's what I see. I see that blueprint of uh Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. I totally agree, totally agree with you. Vizayon, <laughs> no, I am Michael Jackson, no. but I get it. She's nowhere near Michael Jackson. 
Listen, whoa, whoa. Time, I can't see, wait. Now you okay, trying, now you not near. Like, not, not stratosphere of Michael Jackson, but blueprint, right? Like, yes. child no. star. Like, I'm not saying. Technically, so listen, uh, technically Beyonce didn't handle no trials and tribulations in her life. Like, right. everything, you know? like she just, she just, what? What she just, just what had to kick out, had to kick out. Daddy, her daddy left the family. In the midst yeah. of in the height of their career, he she uh, he broke up they they group just my to daddy left her the family to be at the worst motherfucking economic time in my house. Like, what yeah, her, 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 her daddy wanted her to be a star and he kicked out two pieces that barely sung on the album. Oh my you god, did. oh, you so much drama. Listen, worst thing ever happened to Beyonce was being the height of her career. She told me that was the the booth, and it was better for her to get on a plane without her motherfucking luggage. So Beyonce got a lot of her no, daddy in it, got a lot of her daddy in her sweetheart. So this bullshit about her daddy traumatizing her, her husband. It's the mother of all bullshit. And daddy ain't she traumatized her. About her husband, right? I'm starting to believe that was just a fucking ploy. Her daddy taught everything she needed to motherfucking know. She was like, and that's why she needs to be in the studio and told her she could get her luggage later. Nah, forget that luggage. That Look, she was in her group like Tina Turner. She was hot, and then she left her group like Tina Turner. Then built herself up to be even greater than what she was in the group. Okay, but when nobody did you watch the same Beyonce we watched. When nobody doubting Beyonce, yeah. when nobody like, oh, you, Beyonce, you, you old you, from the I'm like, the you, fuck? You, you, you never, you ain't gonna be not. nothing without the top you Right, you're spinning, you're spinning the Beyonce story like any of us was like, oh, them, them Beyonce was a Destiny's Child, and the joke was always that it was Destiny's children or Beyonce's children. Did nobody Beyonce's ever expect that, that girl to be in that group forever? Again, like, this is David Ruffin. Yes, you did. I'm David Ruffin, and these are the Temptations. That's what we always. <laughs> it was because of Beyonce's daddy. Beyonce's daddy is like Destiny's the Ice Turner situation in a in a more um unincestuous way. So Have listen. You, Every group you've never seen break up, they all seen equal parts. This is why Don technically got, got, got kicked out of In Vogue. This is why Total never broke up. This is why motherfucking SWV never broke up. This is what girls who seen the same parts, nigga. We watched Beyonce for one. When think about this, they all a group. She the Beyonce only was one. never the best singer in the group. I didn't say she that. not the best singer, but she was star of the group, and everyone fucking knew she that. wasn't that even was star of the group for real. They just kept putting her in front. Who was okay, you know, baby? I, Okay, sweetheart. Uh, Kelly, <laughs> okay, Kelly Rowland was definitely the star of the group and the best singer. Okay. Um, we didn't. I don't really think this okay. Kelly really stepped in her stardom. I, if we talk about not writing on the wall, like she wasn't there yet, like at all. I mean, okay. Yeah, Kelly was always fine. We're not saying that. We're not saying that. We're just saying. No, I just heard writing on the wall, and I went to a flashback. She was always fine. Like, <laughs> and she was. <laughs> It was always and she was always the best always, singer. And I will give you that. It she was Kelly Rowland, Latoya Luckett, and then Michelle and Beyonce could have duped it out to see who was third. No, Michelle and Beyonce. Latoya. Latoya. Latoya got pipes. Latoya can sing. I have her yes, baby. Latoya album. Luckett can sing. I have her baby album too, but you give it her a little bit much. No, it's a she lot. can sing better and than that. For, on, you bro. give it her a lot. Like I'm not gonna give no. her second best in the fucking group. Like goddamn. Like yeah, that's a lot. Like third. She, can but, she sing better than Michelle? Okay, well you and I can probably sing better. That's than Michelle, I need to tell you. She can sing better than Beyonce, so she's second. 
Get your friend. Get your friend. It, I'm always be a little flat sometimes, buddy. Like, I don't. You know what? That's fine. The point here is, is that beyond that most people that saw Beyonce recognized that she had a star power that was going to mm-hmm. surpass the group of people that she was making music with. Same Period. thing with Tina so you Turner. Say what you why want to say why about they, Matthew when he broke up with whatever or he pushed her or whatever. That lady was never gonna be making music for this that's why she was in it Listen, my point is. I'll be right here. Her daddy was ahead of the group, Stay bro. Like, with me. Okay. If Kelly's daddy was ahead of the group, Kelly would have been the star. You're, okay, so you're strengthening the point that we're. Nigga, who was Kelly's daddy? Matthew Bosley is her daddy. So what's the other All I'm saying is, with, without Matthew knows, right? What you got to say? Don't become the star she is. Without mm-hmm. Ike, Tina don't become the star Look. she is. In your and your defense of Kelly, cousin. Kelly knew that. This is why Kelly is always like, yeah, that's my cousin. She don't do it a lot, but she does it enough to let us know that I was okay mm-hmm. with riding this motherfucking coattail. So the defense of Kelly, like, it just don't work. Beyonce was meant to be the star. I feel you. Not a Tina yeah, Turner I give you. But that's, what, that's what I said. That's what I said. She, it seemed like she's, she's the one that had that Tina Turner blueprint. I'll give you that. Because the, the dance, yeah. the, some, some of the ways that she projects herself as an artist on stage. I can see the Tina. That performing, man, I'm telling you. For yeah, real. I give you that. They performing, perform right. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give it to you. That's fair. I can't believe it. y'all doing my girl Kelly like that. Y'all disrespect her. We not disrespectful. We checking the album sales, bitch. We like love Maxwell's her. Like, but we love her. But we album really sales do don't mean nothing. We check numbers, bitch. Like Maxwell said. Like that's why she's not good. If you like if you're not gay, if you're not gay, you miss Kelly. Kelly's tracks all the time. Like, if you're not in the gay clubs, you don't even hear Kelly's music. Like, when do you hear her? I don't know the gay clubs, but whatever. But you, okay, do you hear her music willingly? No, she said it's a difference. It's a difference between you actually pressing play on your own shit as a That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Motivation was on the radios when it came out. Oh, God, because Lil Wayne was okay, on Wayne. Okay, and you still pressing play, right? It was, hey, you still it's still listening still, to it? Still, it's still listening to it? The one with Trey Songz, I do. The one with Trey Songz. The one with Trey Songz. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> not, big, not, not big Rich Town, nigga. <laughs> like, okay. Hey, y'all not going to do my nigga Trey Songz like that, bro. He didn't want to do that song. That's not Rich. Whatever it is, please. He didn't want to do that song. It was a favorite for 50. It was a favor for 50. He was like, I'll try it, but I'm telling you, they're not going to like it. <laughs> it. That's all. Well, he sounds but, like a nigga's hate. So it is what it is. I've never seen niggas band together so quick. <laughs> I don't think I mean, you watch that. Now I have to go listen to whatever this is. <laughs> Kelly Rowland and a goat singing motivation. Now I have to hear this. <laughs> Why you got to be a goat? Because that nigga sounds like a goat. Maybe that's his, that's his style of singing. 
He don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not doing this. I'm not doing anyway. this with y'all, man. That's <laughs> We're not doing this with you. I fuck with Trigger out there, man. Trigger had all young girls, you know what I'm saying, when he was that age doing their thing. And I was that age, too. And I was like, yo, I know how to get them. And it was Trey Songs. Trey Songs helped me out from 2007 to 2010. What did he help you do? You know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, 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 <laughs> it was a whole bunch of Jupiter uh, love. Not the super duper Jupiter love. <laughs> that Actually, that's his best song. That's his best song. Yeah, you want to know the only, okay. the, you know, the one thing about Trey Songz. Like, I, I, I am deeply sad by this information. I couldn't think of another Listen, song title. I was trying to come back to Niggas is just fucking Trey, Trey Songz. I am sad. <laughs> I am <laughs> so <laughs> Like, I am sad. Like, I am just scared. Like, I want to hang this goddamn stream yard the fuck up. Like, what? <laughs> You are not gonna shame me right now. Shame and work, sweetheart. Maybe you stop listening to goats. Like I don't know what you want me to say. Shame and work. What else was I supposed to listen to? Yeah, I don't fucking know. I mean, think about it like this. It could be worse. Tina Turner. Okay, I'm not listening to Tina Turner trying to get some girls. Niggas was listening to what? You trying to kill the night? I said, I mean, I like music. I can let the play go. Niggas used to fuck to Pretty Ricky. Like I've heard, like niggas used to fuck. No. People used to uh, fuck. Not music. me, but I know um, people that definitely did. They were fucking. They were they were humping ottomans to Pretty Ricky. So that's exactly. not <laughs> they anything. Like they were just doing everything. Hell, that's yeah, what turned the party up right there. As soon as Pretty Ricky come on, turn the turn the light off. And that was a weird. That was a weird time in music history. That's a difference in generation because of Pretty Ricky. Was the type of shit that would have came on at our like high school or young adult parties? Our niggas would have been like, "Who the fuck got the fucking aux cord or whatever?" But I was listening in the car with my friends and we were singing along and like laughing because the lyrics were bad. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 okay, yeah, like, I'm like, the nigga that did it for me when I was in the club at a young age trying to be that nigga was, was Dream, I Love Your Girl. That was my song. Nigga, I'm I love taking your yeah, bitch, girl. Yeah, bitch. Oh, man, listen. Dream was that nigga Little for mama me. So, mm, First off, Little First mama so fly. Hey, so I'm assuming, you know? I'm assuming you like <laughs> mid-30s, right? Yeah. Okay. Same. So I'm a, I'm a little bit younger than you then. So listen. Okay, it the makes dream, sense because we were like, what? The dream is different. The dream was riding music. The dream wasn't club music for me because I wasn't oh. listening to Take Your Girl. I was listening to Playing in Her Hair. So I feel oh, you. But the dream, but the, the dream, the dream Purple Kisses, Purple Kisses was that shit. That's my favorite. Purple Kisses was that shit. Flashbacks, don't do this. Come don't on, man. I'm saying, when you when you in the basement, when you in a basement at somebody's house, you know what I'm saying, and, and they got that that different color light bulb in there. H Town. Party. H -Town. Yeah. We had H Town, and and I so I get what H Town in the sense of that music, <laughs> but pretty easy trick, bro. Pretty rich. So, I was very little. I was very, I was very small. When, uh, I was like, wait a minute, man, what listen. the fuck? If you was, if y'all like, was playing, know, if y'all was fucking? playing H Town, at I'm talking about H Town. No, at not at the club. club. 
No, you said in the basement. Party. Oh, in the part in the basement party. If you was playing yeah. H-Town oh. in the basement party, y'all was desperate. In '94, that was like last call. No, no, no. This is down. this is like 2000 something. About, he talking not, about? No, I'm not. <laughs> that no, was, no, 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 no. Yeah, my basement party. My high school age was in the '90s. But you were listening to H-Town. Oh, okay, well that's that's cool then. Yeah, no, nah, that's cool. Like my high school parties was in like 2000s. That's what I'm saying. From 2007 to 2010. Yo, I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah, I'm young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, y'all ain't got to do that though. Do that. I still listen to I still listen to Ace Town and all that. I'm just saying, when I was in the basement, that's what they were playing. I didn't, I didn't have the, you know what I'm saying. Look, he's a baby. Oh, wow, oh, wow. The niggas get to talking about niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being a young nigga in rooms and niggas be talking about certain old school. You know, niggas talk about old school. Everybody know the music. And then niggas bring up that one shit like, you remember the first time you heard an old nigga talk about portrait and you're like, who the fuck is they talking? Well, I guess that was around when I was young, though. You know, what are you forty five? Like you being real old right now, Carol. Like, no, no, I was like, I was like nine or ten when portrait was the shit. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I definitely. My dad played that shit at like. That's what I'm saying, right? I only know it because that was the that shit. That wasn't H Town came like out of like '94. I was listening to no H Town and no party. Like what? Oh no, nah, I definitely <laughs> yeah. was. Nah, I was See, we we I grew up listening to funk music too, though. So like at the barbecues, that's all they would play. For so sure. like we never got to hear Snoop unless he came on like MTV or we was at like the older cousin's house. Right. So it was always Parliament, and then it was always Roger and Zap and all them and Slave and. Ohio players and all that shit. So, hey, yo, when y'all was young, was it certain songs you couldn't sing when you was young? Like, I no, my, oh my, my mom bought me. Oh my, my mom bought me the Subway Seven O Two cassette. Not even. I was never supposed to listen to that shit. I couldn't. Nah, sing. It take no, a fool. Just, Remember, it take a fool to learn love. Don't love nobody. I was. Yeah, not, I, I, I couldn't. No, I just it couldn't sing. My daddy was like, "You don't understand what love." I think he was drunk that day. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that sound like. You don't that's what that what love like. do to you. you so you can't that sing that. I couldn't sing Funkify because we couldn't say funk. And so, I, listen, let me tell you, I will be dead. So we got a cassette tape, and I we I went to a sleepover at my friend next door's house, and we went into the kitchen after everybody was asleep and like put the cassette in and like hell it was and like turned it on like hella low. Nigga smut. And we was like, we was in the kitchen. Party. We was we was in the kitchen. The kitchen like we was in the kitchen like. And her grandma still heard it. I was like, what the fuck? I had to go home and some more shit. I was like, hey, yo, did they ever did they ever change that up in y'all church? So sanctified. Was I the only one that heard that? That was one of the reasons I left the church. I was like, bro, I'm not going back yeah, yeah. to you gotta be so <laughs> they fucking up all the hits. They kept messing up all the hits. So I was like, I'm Everybody in my church was old, so that didn't happen. My mama was like the original Issa Rae. She was rooting for everybody black. So she would like just go into the store and buy whatever had black people on it. So like I literally had like the NWA album and I was like 10. Like she didn't. I She didn't know. Like she really had no fucking clues. So she would just pick whatever had black people on the front. So I had TLC on the, what was that? What was that? On the TLC. I was not supposed to have that album. No. 
When, wow. Once I got older and realized they was just talking about having safe sex, I was like, man, I shouldn't have been singing none of that shit as a kid. Wait, like, the exhale soundtrack. I mean, it was saying no, my never car talking about this in the car talking about this is how uh, it works. My mom was looking at me like, <laughs> <laughs> like do you, you still watch it? that movie? Do you still watch that movie? Wait till the exhale. Yeah. No. no. I'm so glad for y'all. Thank goodness. So proud of y'all. Moving on. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Don't don't go back and watch it. Stay away from that. That's trauma. I didn't see that's a lot trauma. of them, though. I'm not really. You know what I'm saying? I live Too somewhere. Down. I live somewhere like very small town. So it was one of those places where like black movies didn't play in the theaters. My parents like drove to Houston to see it. Like we didn't. It didn't oh, you in Texas? Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So it didn't even come to theaters where I lived at the point. So like they drove. Like her and her friends all like got in the car with the two hours to Houston to watch it in the theater. Like it was a whole oh, girls' day out or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah, nah. Get they don't out. make movies like that no more. Get out. Bye. They really Bye. So, um, so, I don't even know where we at. I think we're yeah. like, <laughs> I think that's a wrap, man. Um, Tina Turner. Keep out love with really white man. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Can I just say how, like, like, it touched my heart a little bit? Like, how they, don't give me that. Okay, you I know are. it's a white man. I'm not getting no. No, I'm, it's Scoots. It's because Scoots down uh, there looking at me all crazy. No, but like I know it's a white man, y'all. But like it really like touched my heart, like the way that they met and like and like how like I feel like he really loved her. Like it feels very genuine. Like, I mean, it's it real cute. Like but it. if I got, I mean, if I got to find love with one of the little Caucasians, it probably ain't gonna happen. But I mean, uh, I don't uh, think I'm. A, I'm not the black girl Caucasians be really fucking with. I don't think like. Uh, I mean, I think you kind of are. You got to find the right one. Nah, look, I feel like I feel like he did. My man's did the same thing that Serena husband did. Man, like black, look, white dudes that like black girls, like black girls that are in certain positions or fulfill certain roles. And I'll just say that. Mm, I agree. I agree. But I I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel like, like deep down inside, Tina Turner wanted to be white. Oh, I'm out. Okay. Why? Because of the rock and roll? Because she like, wanted why? to do rock and roll. She instantly, she and instantly she went to rock and roll. She was and then all of a sudden she just started getting around yeah, like all these wrong. white folks. Like you ain't seen no niggas in her circle for like a long time. And then she started kicking it with Oprah too. So that let me know, like, yeah, they background in there. Listen, she was doing them R&B tracks and them people sitting there talking about this shit was white and blonde talking about, yeah, I used to be her background dancer and uh, I was punching her in the eye and we just were all quiet about it and it was a thing, but you know, I just kept doing my in the 50s and 60s, she had white background dancers? Nah. Everybody was white. They were just white. Mm-hmm. Everybody was white. Then oh, she was yeah. on the cabaret in Vegas, they was all white. Honestly, that's when the, I didn't want to say white ones came. That's when the white ones Because I was like, why are there so many white people here? I had questions. Yeah, I'm not wrong, nigga. Like, there's a lot of white people to be like, there's a lot of white people in that documentary, and I was like, hmm. And then did y'all see how they tried to set it up though? Like, so if you were looking for a man, what would he be? She was like, he would have to wear the pants, but not dominate me, and then he would have to accept me just for who I am. And then all of a sudden, it just was the white man that just so called. <laughs> 
And then she was saying that shit about how she went to London and she felt like she had always been there and that's where she was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, like she was supposed to always be in London. Okay, all right, y'all. London was racist back then, I'm just saying. They didn't like niggas. First of all, I just got done watching Top Boy for the second time. It's definitely black people in Britain. Well, yeah, but the racist over there. They all African immigrants. No matter how Uganda and in the Congo. That's what they all they don't like them. Like they're I immigrants, mean, and they don't like immigrants over there. Let's be let's and, be and, they, and they don't. But I mean, shit, our people was from fucking different African countries. It just happened at a different time. It's Most of us like was already either, over here, bro. We was already it's over like here. White. I I am a person that can that subscribes to that thought a lot. We was already over here. No, I that some I of us were already over here. I won't argue that fact. I won't argue that fact that you, if you really do your research, you can find black Mexicans, original black Americans, all of that shit. I give you that. I'm just saying in the sense of how we are discussing Africans entering uh, uh, the UK and also just versus what we know about mm-hmm. the Atlantic slave trade. Yeah, I won't argue that. For, hell yeah, it was black people over here. That, now, and we ain't got to get into that. The funny conversation is trying to have that conversation with a black person that you might not be African black. You might just already been here black. Yeah, niggas you get mad. Native black. Ooh, niggas get mad. But anyway. Yeah, I found oh, out. Yeah. I found out I was native black. That's why I'm light skinned I thought it was because you know what I'm saying some other stuff, but I was wrong. I mean, my family doesn't track anywhere past Arkansas. That's all some real life shit. I feel you. I track when I, we tracked our shit to Africa though, and I, I mean, I. I some of that shit, I'd be like, maybe they just blowing smoke in your ass when you get so far. But like, nah, you got to check them Indian. You got to check them old Indian papers and reservations yep. and all that shit. Yeah, too. on my mother's side, now that's where that shit trade. My daddy's side, you can trace that shit to Africa. My mother's side, that shit nice. gonna leave out America. Facts. That's, like, that's facts. I guess I don't know my dad's side for real, but like my my mom's side, like we don't go past Arkansas, bro. Like I feel you. Yeah, my mom's side, we don't go past. And some people in Alabama, and there's a lot of people that's like Michigan, Nebraska, that like the the main Midwest states. So yeah, but, a lot of my family is uh, well, my dad's side is all Boule, so they all in like the Masons and Eastern Stars and all that, and we don't talk to them like that. And then my mom's side, that's the side. <laughs> we won't talk to them like. That. Nah, I them <laughs> like was an Eastern Star. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, people, they, my they people's boozy. Eastern Stars and, and Masons. Yeah, they tend. Yeah, to they real boozy. They don't, they don't fuck with yeah. us like that. But you know what I'm saying? They, they look out for you if you're in trouble though. But um, my mom's side, they all, you know, saying like from Georgia and, and all them parts, uh, South Carolina, and like the Geechee Gully and all that. Or Gullah or mm-hmm. all that, so mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it's dope, man. Um, but yeah, she definitely wanted to be a white woman. Um, so <laughs> I, I like feel, the I like that's a strong point. No, to it, it made it feel like yeah, she was trying to assimilate into something, and I just I didn't want to be the person to be like, oh my god, but it was just it's been cringy. Like yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't enough just, black people. I just wanted to point that out. We can't we can't leave that out because you know what I'm saying. The fact that they did my man Ike like that, we gotta slander Tina some somewhat. Well, her mom was fucked up too. We ain't talk about her fucked up ass. Nah, mom. see, that's different though because I feel like her with her mom's situation, like her mom was going through uh, what she was going through without the fame, and I think that when she left, <laughs> I think she left for the best because I think it could have been possible a possibility of her either breaking down mentally and hurting them, or her possibly dying. And I mean, yeah. I think if if anything, her dad just wasn't shit. Yeah, I can see, I can see that part, and and and, and actual correlation. My mom was getting her ass beat, 
It's like, yeah, let uh-huh. me leave. I because mm-hmm. she they never really say that daddy didn't love them. So you, mm-hmm. sometimes you got that parent that'll leave because of the trauma and be like, at least I know these kids, they still gonna be good. You see what I'm saying? So I can I can I can kind of feel that. Because even her mom with her mom, they weren't good. Her proud no, of they weren't, was. they weren't, but I and then they I weren't good. The that process. nigga. The nigga was like, oh shit, I gotta take care of these little motherfuckers and deal. Like that's that I don't think that's what it was. I think that just like any abusive person and, and narcissistic person, when she left, he was like, Let me go back and get her and bring her back because I'm not done yet. Could have been real shit. Yeah. Hence, you all seen the breastplate, the helmet of salvation, and the breastplate of righteousness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not the breastplate. Whatever she said, yo, I ain't gonna front. I gotta dip out. I gotta. Um, I, I don't want to. Was we about to? Right yeah, we we got, got to sign oh, off. Okay, we, all right, better better. To sign off. We go, you go ahead, sign off, and then we'll we'll finish it up. No doubt, no doubt. I appreciate y'all, man. For everybody listening on Penrose Eames, come see me when y'all can. This was this was beautiful. I appreciate yeah. y'all having us. So I check in with y'all in a minute. All right, see you later. Thank you. For sure, please. Uh, Chris, you can go ahead, go next. Oh, <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> um, it's me, Chris. Uh, shenanigans with friends. It is a weekly recap, basically of all, basically of all the crazy shit that I found interesting in the news world. Um, you guys can follow me on Facebook at Shenanigans Podcast. IG shenanigans underscore podcast, Twitter at SW Friends Pod. Um, right on the screen is my personal Twitter. If you guys are into that, that's cool. Um, and then I guess I could do the all docked up stuff. Um, Twitter is all docked up. That's A L L D O C D U P. And then IG is all docked up pod. Again, docked is spelled D O C D. Um, and thanks so much for having me. It's always fun with you, Scoots. Of course. Crazy. Thank y'all for being on. Uh, uh, VJ, what's up? What's going on? Um, well, <laughs> you can find me a couple of places. Um, my solo pod is uh, Murder V Rope. So you can find me at Murder V Pod on Twitter and also on Instagram. Um, that is a show of, I've taken a hiatus because I've been working on some school related shit, but we'll be back soon. Um, so yeah, that is weekly podcast where I just kind of talk about murders and serial killers, interesting true crime cases um, that I come across um, and try to give kind of some psych and some background about those and kind of give some levity to. The topic, um, I do another podcast, uh, Chopping It Up with Q podcast. So shout out to Q. We uh, are by... He's been poking out. He's been poking his (laughs) head out. I'm excited. He has been. um, So yeah, we've been kind of like, we've been on hiatus as well because he's been, you know, we've been coding and he had a baby and a few other things. So yeah, Uh, so we'll be back at it, but you can catch us at at Chopping It Up um, pod on Twitter and say we don't have an IG. I don't have my personal Twitter, but that's normally where I am talking shit about some shit that doesn't probably really matter. And that's at BJ underscore Burton. And that's across all platforms. Dope. Dope. Um, I noticed you said that you uh, do a podcast on serial killers. My man S dot is also a serial killer aficionado. So I think y'all might, y'all might have to link up and, and, and make something happen one day. Yo, you guys listen to her show, bro. Like that, like she's giving you like, ID channel, like mm-hmm. level, like, like descriptions of the things she's talking about. Like the way that's yeah. like, honestly, like she's like a super close friend of mine in the podcast world, but like totally why I chose her for all docked up. Cause like the way yeah. that she like tells stuff is just so fucking amazing. 
you know what? And as that is the same way. This this dude he did a um he did a podcast on slasher films, but he was naming each of the slashers and like giving you all these facts, and he didn't write none of this shit down. He was doing all of that shit off memory. So I was like, yeah, that's why I chose okay. him to do Gilles Anonymous as well. Because like, he got a great memory when it comes to movies and television shows and shit like that. So, yeah, he Definitely is. Have he a is. Link. I would love to have you on the show. I, I have not had a guest yet. So <laughs> I, hey, I would be delighted to have you on as a guest to, to talk murder with me. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I could do that. I could do that. Hit me up. <laughs> Hit me up. I'm definitely down with it, man. Scoots Scoo- know how I get down uh, yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. That's what's up. Dope. And then, um, as that man, I want to thank you, you know what I'm saying, for holding it down and, and, and starting really everything did. up because, um, you know, I had to go through that with, um, you know what I'm saying, dude from the Bad News Bears. I forgot the coach name from the Bad News Bears. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Bears. Yeah, listen. <laughs> This nigga was Keanu Reeves from the from the first half of Hardball, bro. Like, no, he's not the Yeah, bro. Yeah, this was, oh, oh my man. god. And there was there was no video, like there was no video with them winning the championship at the end. But um, you go ahead, S Dot Man. You know what I'm saying? Let them know. I know I usually go first, but you know what I'm saying. I I feel like it's only right to let you go ahead and take this one over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh. Now you can find me at the uh the Stolen Time Podcast on uh on Facebook, Stolen Time Pie on Instagram, S Foster 8 on Instagram and Twitter. Um I don't think I'm gonna put out a 28 minutes or less uh podcast this week. That's the one I do solo. And uh Stolen Time Podcast probably won't be one this week. Um, you know, shout out to my co-host, uh Uncle Washington. Um he's still going through his health problems, so I don't know when he's going to be back on the Stolen Time podcast, but um, there's still... So what? I was just saying, I hope he gets well soon. Oh, oh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. And um, and yeah, and you know, uh, me and Scoops do the uh, Viewers Anonymous podcast, which we on now. Go check out the VA podcast watch group page. Um, we're trying to grow that, um, that page. We got an IG page that should be coming soon. Waiting on scoops to get that together. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, you know what I'm saying? We still rocking. Yes, sir. Um, man, y'all already know, man. Follow me on Twitter at Scoops Bronson on Instagram, Scoops Bronson underscore TV. Um, on the YouTube, Scoops Bronson TV. That's where you can find all of the videos for Viewers Anonymous. Um, and you, we got the link tree up on the Facebook group. So go there, check that out. Um, Instagram should be up by the end of this week. I had to make sure I got the right email and everything for it so we didn't get confused with somebody else. Y'all be sending the um, emails to the wrong people. That's not a good look. Um, <laughs> I had that happen one time, and that's, that's trust me, that's really not a good look. Um, but, yeah, um, just make sure, you know what I'm saying, you guys follow us. You can also check me out on my other podcast, 15 Minutes of Fame. Um, we just did one, me and Chris just did one on the um, TV show Them from Amazon Prime. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It was um, the same. It, it's pretty much the same like you just heard here. Um, I'll laugh. Yeah. Um, we, we, got to, we got to some of the show, but it was mostly laughs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know what I'm saying, last but not least, I want to thank you guys for jumping on. Um, I know it was 
a whole bunch of stuff going on today. And I appreciate you guys for coming through. Um, you know what I'm saying? Y'all go check out All Docked Up. They did. Um, yes, you I just put an episode out today that I'm still listening to. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, like the way that we interact with each other visually, like the audio is just not yeah. even like it's really the YouTube channel. No, it's actually like, it's actually good, though. Like, it's not that bad it? listening to it. Yeah, because like, I okay. listen to all my pods at work. So, like, I'd be I'd be in the middle of cutting some stuff and I got to stop yeah. cutting so I can laugh. So I don't you know, so like put a hand off or something. So yeah, I yeah, like I told you that Blue like, episode was crazy. So yeah, um, that was a good yeah. one. Yeah, y'all make sure y'all go check out All Docked Up, man. And um, y'all know how it is. Uh, like they say in Hollywood, it's a wrap. Cut. Bye. See you guys. Thanks for having us. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>